Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. I truly hope you're having a phenomenal Friday morning. You know, it's not every it's not every day that we get up and we look at Friday. Most people, because they work nine to five, you know, they they've got to get up, they got to bust their butt, they gotta they gotta think of what's going on, how how it's going to be, what do they got to get dressed, and here. It's Friday, and now you get to look forward to the weekend. What happens if you could just look forward to the weekend all the time? I'm not saying taking time off and doing nothing. What I'm talking about is being able to truly go out there and really dig deep and enjoy life and really do something to change the world. In other words, you could be a a person of action, but yet you could become a person of grace. I was on the phone yesterday with a young lady who her company is going to start giving a portion of their profits to the to the Shriners Children's Hospital. She's so excited about it. And I thought, man, here here's just one instance. She finally the company's making enough money that she can do something. And I thought, doesn't that just kick butt? Isn't that what it's about? See, if we can just make a difference in someone's life, but we have to start with ours. This will be the last day that we do Tim's book. Tim Marks, Voyage of a Viking, How a Man of Action Became a Man of Grace. Next week, we will be taking the week off here. You can listen to the archives. I'll be on the road speaking up in North Carolina. Actually, going with my lovely bride. We're going to have a fun time. But today, all warriors have wounds to be mended. There's an old saying that says, hurting people hurt people. So many times we don't get over the wounds, the pains that have happened to us. And inadvertently we continue to hurt other people. Tim starts a story out, talks about how his boys have to bring him G.I. Joe sometimes because when G.I. Joe goes to, goes to war, sometimes his arm will get shot off or his leg or... His head would get beaten a little bit. and Tim's the doctor in charge, and he does triage at the G.I. Joe Hospital, which is his desk, to make sure they're all ready for the next day. And he, and he writes this in such a way that it really... I'm sitting there at the beach today just analyzing it. And I thought, man, this is just some good. He said, these little boys don't face real battles, but you and I do. Anyone who stands for something can expect to eventually fight in some way. We fight by saying no to something that is wrong. We fight to try again. When we face setbacks, we fight with words in a courtroom. And we might even fight against evil by shouldering a rifle on the battlefield. And when we fight, we can expect to take some punches. You know, I've got battle scars. My years out there as a bail bondsman and a bounty hunter, bodyguard, I've got some thumps in the head, some knife scars. It's it. You look at things and you think, man, those are physical. But what about all the words that have wounded us over our lifetime? Do you realize more people are wounded with words than they ever are with physical ailments? One small word can devastate for a lifetime. Tim says these wounds are different for each of us. They can be a way a, a way the way a little part of one's heart is broken, or how one has a tough time trusting people again 
Our wounds can be the feeling of fear from a terrible situation that we faced in the past, the memory of which we can't seem to shake. Sometimes our wounds are physical for the world to see on our body, and sometimes they're spiritual for the world to see in our eyes. It's interesting because we all go through this. We all go through struggles. See, what makes us each unique but yet makes us each part of one gigantic family is the fact that there's nobody that goes through life that hasn't been pained some way or the other. And somebody might say, Troy, that isn't that isn't right because those retarded people they don't they don't they can't feel pain. They're not smart. Science has proven otherwise. Science has proven as human beings we all have emotional pain. What separates the winners from the losers, the Vikings from the victims, are how we decide to handle those pains. I've put my wife through a lot of pain over the years. I've put my kids through pain, my mom and dad, and vice versa. It's not one-sided. It's always two-sided in relationships. You always have pain. But it's how you get overcome it. It's kind of like trying to to see what success is, and everybody has a different thing, but the one thing that's in common is the fact there's always a desert experience. Like Tim, I like to use the Bible a lot for analogies, and when you look at the the Hebrew people when they left Egypt, they went through the Red Sea and then they went into the desert because of a lack of faith and their own disobedience to a certain degree. They cruised around the desert there for about 40 years. A whole lifetime hanging out in the desert. Happened to rely on God for food and water, I guess. It's a pondering story as you read it and you understand that during that time period, you know, you got to sit there and think. Some of them said we were better off as slaves in Egypt. Why? Why do we want to go through this? And it brought a story to Tim's mind of Steve Jobs. Steve passed away while Tim was writing this book. But if you know the story about Steve Jobs and, and Steve Wozniak, you know that in 1976 in their garage they launched Apple Computer. In a very short time period the company was outgrowing the two visionaries and they needed somebody and they brought in John Scully. He'd been the successful president of Pepsi. Crazy boys. Why would you bring a guy that knows how to promote, <laughs> promote a soda to try to promote a computer? It's beyond me. Sadly, Steve found that out. In a very short time period, John had woven his way in and was telling everybody that Steve Jobs was the issue and they needed to get rid of him. The founder of the company, ousted by his own company. I'll never forget that. I was blown away. Steve started through a, a desert time period, wasn't quite sure what he wanted to do, but very quickly he realized, I love what I do. He bought the office building, or leased it, I don't know which, right across the street from Apple Computer, and launched Next. A lot of people don't know about Next Computer, because that name no longer exists. I'm going to share a little bit about it, but he also bought a little company from George Lucas, just the graphics group. He changed it to Pixar, now one of the most highly acclaimed animation companies in history, utilizing the backbone of Next Computer. 
Well, long story short, John Scully got ousted from Apple. And the board of directors was looking around saying, we got to do something or we're going to get left behind. You know, all the rest of these these guys are kicking our butt. We need something new. And they said, well, look over here at Next. I mean, they, they're doing things that nobody else has ever done. And can you just imagine being a fly on the wall? And the guys sitting there in the boardroom saying, you seriously want us to go call the guy we fired, the founder of this company, and say, hey, can we buy your company and will you come back on board as CEO? But you know that's what happened. We don't know about Next Computer, but we sure know about the iTunes, the iPad, the iPhone, the iTouch, because that was really the backbone of what Next was going to be. Steve Jobs didn't even take a salary. They paid him a billion dollars for his company. He said, well, I would like a company jet, but the company's floundering, so let me see what I can do. I guess you can do that when you're a billionaire because his stock just kept growing and growing and growing. Steve Jobs went through a, a season, a desert. Anytime you lose your company, you, you struggle. But he used that moment of defeat as the catalyst for his next victory. Sadly, too many of us don't get that far. We don't do that. We let something kick us in the butt, stomp on us, knock us down, and we just stay there. Never have understood that, but we all do it. See, we've got to figure out how to overcome that. See, we've got to learn that failure isn't personal. John Maxwell wrote a book, Failing Forward, one of the greatest books I ever read about failure. Everybody's going to have a failing situation, period. End of conversation just always happens. Let me throw some of you for a loop. Did you know that Jesus even failed? But that one freaks some of you out. Oh, Jesus was perfect. Don't disagree with that. But Jesus was also human. The Bible makes it clear that Jesus went through the same thing we did as humans. So if you think that Jesus always hit the nail on the head and didn't thunk his thumb when he was working in his dad's carpenter shop, well, i got to tell you something, you're wrong. John 3:16 and 3:17 John 3:16 and 17 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and it goes on to say Jesus came to this world to save the world not to condemn the world but yet 3 hours or 3 years later he was crucified nailed to a cross and the majority of the world even today still do not believe in him he had a mission his mission was fulfilled but sadly it hasn't been accomplished because most people don't want to believe and some people will say now Troy that's not theologically sound that's not failure that's a free gift yes it is truly but it also shows that just like Jesus, a lot of the times, because we we fail at one thing, we think we can't fulfill something else. Thank goodness Jesus wasn't that way. He just went on through with it. Most of us would have stopped. Most of us would have gotten into the desert. You know, he had to go out in the desert and pray for a while, and we'd have never come out of the desert. 
He overcame those temptations and many that we don't even know about. But the question is, could we? Now, I'm not trying to get on a spiritual journey. What I'm trying to show you is that everyone fails. But it doesn't mean that you're a failure. See, that's the difference. Jesus wasn't a failure. We try to take our failure personally. See, Jesus knew it's not my fault if they don't want to believe. I have to fulfill my mission. And that's what he did. We stop because we say, wait a minute, they're not accepting what we're telling them, so I I must be the failure. I'm going to take this personally. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to crawl back into my hole. Now, now forget the spiritual aspects. I just want you to think about the story for a second. I mean, most people have seen the passion of Christ by now. Jesus never uttered a word while they were ridiculing him and making fun of him, made him carry his own cross, stripped him buck naked in front of his mom as she was crying at his feet, laughed at him. In all, I mean, totally, his mission failed in the eyes of the humans. This isn't the Messiah. We nailed him on a cross. Many people turned away and never came back to the Messiah. But yet he didn't take that personally. See, when I read Tim's stories and I think about this from a, from a success and failure standpoint, I'm really blown away because I realize for whatever reason we accept what other people tell us and we say, okay, we must be failures. Oh my gosh, this didn't work. I must be a failure. I had a guy write on my blog today, Troy, why do you put so much passion into Zeke Rewards? Because I don't want to see the distributors fail. I don't know if the company will make it or not. But by golly, I know this. The distributors deserve a chance to make it work. Lord knows I don't understand the whole cotton picking thing. No different than life. I don't understand life, but the the company life that Tim Marks co-founded. But I know this. Tim and the people that are over there, they deserve a chance to make that thing work, and they deserve a chance to be able to, to help change people's lives with the information and the curriculum that they provide. If the company fails, I guarantee you, Tim won't see it as a personal failure to him. Matter of fact, Tim doesn't talk much in here in detail about his life in the business, but I know that he's not a quitter. I know that he went through a lot in the last few years to launch that company. A lot of people would have said, well, that was failure. They failed in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, they did. Everybody does. But he didn't take it as failure, not personally. See, that's what we have to do. See, it sums it up. We can't be a quitter. You know, Tim quit once in his life. He was in football. And he quit. And he's kicked himself in the butt. And Tim's a big old boy, so it's got to be hilarious watching him kick himself in the butt. But he kicks himself in the butt all the time because he quit. Now, that's been his catalyst never to quit again. And I want to, I want to, I just want to segue. I want to add something to this. Some of you may say, well, I know that Tim quit Amway. Many times we will change vehicles. doesn't mean we quit on our dream, what our outcome is. I know for a fact that the men and women that founded Life have been on a mission to do that for over 10 years. 
And they did jump from one vehicle to another to sustain their lifestyle as they got everything ready to launch this and, and get it launched. You're going to be times when you're going to quit companies, but you don't quit on yourself. You don't quit on your dreams, on the mission that you feel God put you on this earth to fulfill. See, that's the difference. If you quit once, then you'll quit again. And after a while, it becomes real easy to quit. Next thing you know, you're not doing anything. If you don't start, you don't have to quit. So now you don't have to feel guilty at all. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, it's going to be hard. Anybody that tells you that life is easy is a liar. Life isn't easy. It's simple, but it isn't easy. If it was easy, everybody would be happy, wouldn't they? We can take it all the way back to right outside the Garden of Eden when one brother killed another brother out of jealousy. We automatically know that life is simple, but it won't be easy. Our egos, our pride, jealousy, envy will get involved in our life. Well, look at Tim and and Amy. They have all this. I deserve to have all this. I deserve to have a book written. I, I went through all this with him. I know what they went through. I, I should be able to write a book. Then, Dad, I'm going to write a book. Don't be jealous because Tim wrote a book. Well, I wish my wife was like Amy. I mean, Amy's like the perfect wife. She just she was always there. She was just so submissive. Well, that's not true, but if you want a wife like Amy's, I mean, like Tim's, then maybe you should... Send her around Amy and let Amy mentor her like Amy was mentored with by Lori Woodward. Well, I want, I want, I want. See, that's what we do all the time. We want, we want, and we want, and we think we're entitled. And then when it gets hard, we quit. One of the golfers one day was out practicing balls, and a guy came up and said, Man, I'd love to be able to hit balls like you. And he said, You can if you want to practice like me. But I doubt if you want to practice like me, so you really don't want to hit balls like me. Because you really don't want to have to go through what I've had to go through. Guitar players. Tim writes about this. They get calluses on their hand because they play and they play and they play. People say, boy, I'd sure like to play guitars like them. Man, Phil Keggy can play the guitar. Man, that Eddie Van Halen can play the guitar. Then you got to practice like them. Practice. And practice and practice till you got calluses on your hands. Well, I wish I could do like you do, Troy. You just you you seem to always try to figure out how to help people on the on the blog, and well, except when you tick them off. And and you're but you're always willing to you're willing to use your real name and just go do this. That's true. But you got to be willing to be stomped on and spit on and humiliated. Got to get a thick rhino skin after a while and realize that the people are hurting and that's why they say what they say. See, anything that you want that somebody else has, you can have if you're willing to work for it. But it's going to take work. See, opportunity and success always shows up in bib overalls and work boots. I'm, I'm, a, I'm telling you, I just believe that with all my heart. The hardest part is when you start to taste some success, not a, not to let it go to your head. Tim writes in here about his own life and how many times he, he was just let the ego get to him. 
I remember along the way doing that. And I finally realize now it's not about me, it's about the other people. But sometimes that's still tough when you're going out in public and people are wanting your picture and they're thanking you all the time. You could get a big head, and thank goodness I have great kids that say, if they only knew who our daddy was. See, they know who I am, and they know it's tough. They know I'm not perfect. And I've got a wife that keeps me as humble as it is. So you can't get angry towards people. You can't you can't let number one become number one. You can't do any of that. You gotta you gotta take it easy. You gotta grow. Tim still tells a story in here. His mom had been dead for nine years and he was in front of a room and he was shaking everybody's hands and he has a way of saying, Man brother, it's good to see you. Man walked in front of him. He said, man, brother, it's good to see you. And the guy in front of him really thought he knew the secret in the family. So he went home and he called his dad and he told him what Tim had just said. And the man called. And Tim knew the man because he'd been an old high school boyfriend of his mom's. They met for lunch and he said, Tim, I don't know how to tell you this. I promised your mom that I'd never say a word after she was gone, but I, I've got to tell you. One night, your mom and I, when your your dad and her were going through some struggles before you were born, we got together and just as old friends. And I could feel for him because Paige and I used to do this. Because we were we were just sharing with each other, and one thing led to another, and we started kissing, and we started making love. And nine months later, you were born. I'm your biological dad. Freaked Tim's world out. His exact words, and, and they were humorous, because I remember almost verbatim some similar words. He said, I don't have a choice about the fact that I was born out of wedlock, that I was the result of a, of a guy's affair, and that I'm a bastard child. Now, here he is, an adult, and these words ripped him apart because all of a sudden his world was upside down. We all go through struggles like that. See, I I have people look at me and say, Troy, your life is so beautiful. I said, well, here, let me tell you about my life. See, similar to Tim, I had a mom, and I was born out of wedlock, and then I had a dad that just fell in love with me, so he married both of us. I've had a son that's gone to prison, one that's run from God, one that's married with three kids, married twice under the age of 22. My wife and I have had our own struggles. We've had a daughter that had a a kidney defect that if we couldn't figure out how to get it fixed when she was very, very young, by the time she was 21, the medication she was on alone would have ripped out her, her liver and she'd have been dead. We're raising three granddaughters. Love them little squirts. And people want to say, oh, your life is so easy. You know, I, if I had all your time, I'd get everything done. Bull crap. Life is not easy. It's just simple. If you want to succeed, if you want your business to grow, if you want to be like Tim Marks, Orrin Woodward, Chris Brady, Troy Dooley, Garrett McGrath, Laura Dooley, it doesn't matter who you want to be like. Then you've got to decide to do what we've done. And what we all have in common, and I could go on, Donna Johnson, Jackie Valdez, I mean, Jackie Almer, Donna Valdez, it doesn't matter. 
Every one of these people have one thing in common. They realized opportunity came with hard work. Failure wasn't personal. And they were going to live life like it was an epic adventure. So every time they got hit and got knocked down, they got back up. Every time somebody bulldozed over them, they just like the wily coyote, they popped back up and started all over again. Every time somebody said that can't be done, they figured out a way to do it. And in the end, every one of them realized how to go from people of just action to people of grace. And each one of them have changed a little part of their world. They're leaving a little bit of legacy behind. I love what I do. I love radio. I love TV. I love getting out there and being able to just add one simple nugget from some great leader's book. You can go to timmarks.com. Tim Marks, M-A-R-K-S.com. You can find out more about him. He looks a lot like me. He's not as pretty, you know, but he's got that little nice sheen to the top of his head. He wears suits. I wear iron crosses, but other than that, we kind of look alike. We both live in Florida. We both serve God. We both love serving the people that we get in front of, and we don't take our responsibilities lightly. The more I've gotten to know about Tim, the more I've studied his background, the more I've talked to his mentor, the more respect I've gained from him or for him. He's an interesting character who loves people, has made his mistakes, and is willing to share those mistakes with the public so that they can better understand what it takes to succeed in life, not just with money and monetary gain, but how to overcome what we feel like is our personal defeats. His story is amazing. I challenge you to read it. This afternoon, we will have the COO of Zeke Rewards on Aces Radio Live, you'll be able to hear her talk about the company, some of the struggles, what they've been going through, the kind of growth that they've had. You can tune in to my, our, our sponsor, Home Business Radio Network. Just go to homebusinessradionetwork.com. You can hear our radio shows and newscast next week. I believe they're going to start doing the video portion, so you'll be able to see us do the newscast. It's going to be kind of like that Rush Limbaugh I miss live type stuff, so we're going to have fun. Folks, we're off next week, and then we'll be back. So live life like it's an epic adventure. Remember, stay dangerous, stay strong, reach for those dreams, and we will see you next time right here on RealMentorsRadio.com.